0: week of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. You are here with me, Gabby, and me, Emma, and we have a fun episode today. We're pretty,
1: pretty excited. Honestly, about I it. think this
0: episode has been a dream
1: of mine ever since we started the podcast. Yeah, we always wanted to have enough like engagement on our social channels. That we could do it. It's kind of like that We could give advice
0: to people. We didn't say what it was. Oh, we're yeah. We're giving advice, guys. We are
1: giving advice this week. We asked you to ask us your hard hitting questions, things you think that we would be good at giving advice for. And here we are doing our best out here on we the made field. It. We're pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. We have like five or six questions that we narrowed it down to that we feel like we're the most qualified to answer. Yeah. And uh, we're very excited, but if you, one, like didn't hear your question in today's episode or you thought of something that you want us to answer, you can always reach out to us on social. Yeah. And if there's enough demand, we could do another advice episode. Ooh. Maybe we could do it like twice a season or something. That would be know. so fun. Um. Yeah. So Coco is making a bunch of noise. He's in making the background. a ruckus. Causing a ruckus. <laughs>
1: But uh,
0: I think that's all we
1: have to say. Yeah. But what are we drinking today, Emma? Today we are drinking, um, well, I guess for some background context, Noah has been going to this new gym. He's been going like every day and his personal trainer said that he should start this low cal, no sugar diet just for two weeks. Low carb. Low carb, not low cal. Low carb, no sugar diet. Um, for two weeks to kind of like break the cycle of like craving unhealthy food is exactly, the premise.
0: exactly.
1: And we got inspired. So we're doing like the vegetarian version of it, his. Yeah, we're
0: doing it with him. We're a little bit different because yeah. he's basically just eating like meat and vegetables all day, every day. Yeah. But we're doing our own version.
1: So we're pretty excited about it. We start today. And so our drinks are inspired by that so there are no sugars in our
0: drink no and uh, nothing that isn't natural so it's gin which okay you're not technically supposed to drink alcohol in this but like doing this it is our for the job pod, guys doing it for the pod yeah um yeah so it's a gin perrier and lemon juice that's it guys yeah so. it's very simple and honestly it was pretty good like i was kind of afraid that i wouldn't like it yeah but I'm
1: into it. No, it's delicious. Would recommend, and it's not really bad for you. I feel like it's one of those break-even drinks where,
0: yeah, it's, it's like, not doing good, what, but it's like also... two calories for like. I mean, a glass of wine is like two hundred. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, we usually have like
0: three glasses of wine, so we feel a little bit better about ourselves.
1: Yeah. Anyways, let's
0: dive right in. Yeah, we'll bring in our YouTube fam and get started on the episode. Woo!
1: Alright, we are back. We now have the YouTube fam, the podcast fam, all the fams together here, ready,
0: let's do some advice. I'm so excited for our advice. I know. Like, we haven't like, actually... thought about what our advice is going to be no, yet. No, like, we read, we, we decided which ones we wanted to talk about, but we really didn't do any trial runs. So this is real, this is raw. If we say something dumb... It's real know. and it's raw. <laughs> yes that but also like if you do take our advice and it doesn't work out properly um, oh yeah
1: disclaimer we are not
0: we're not viable sources
1: we're just a friend giving another friend advice yeah this
0: is like if you ask us to go to coffee with you and we
1: yes which also we will fully do if you ask we'd love to grab a coffee
0: we love our hot cocoa community we're always down we love friends we don't really have a lot going on like just watch our (laughs) vlogs we pretty much just sit on the couch all week (laughs) i'm just kidding no our new vlog actually well whatever i never know like the the relationship between when this is going out and when yeah whatever so our vlog from like two weeks ago at this point in time yeah when you're watching this yeah uh it was pretty lit we had a great time and you should watch it. I think it was like our, our best vlog yet. We worked I out agree. our kinks a little bit. Yeah,
1: we worked really hard yeah. on it. It's not too long. It's only like seven minutes. And a lot and of fun stuff so happens. fun things. Yeah. So it's the
0: one about Tame Paula. So go watch it. Go watch anything that you haven't watched on our channel because it's all awesome.
1: We'd love the support. <laughs> all Anyways, right. I digress. Should we take turns um, reading them and then we can both give some advice?
0: Yeah, so I mean maybe we'll just preface a little bit. We kind of talked about this in our drinks segment already. So, we're sorry for a YouTube fam if this is a repeat, but just some history on our advice-giving tendencies. Yeah. We're just a bunch of um like nosy nosy ladies we
1: are we like to know everything i love eavesdropping. yes favorite activity (laughs) we love like hearing people on the subway talking on the phone about a problem and then giving advice to each other about what we would do in that
0: circumstance yeah like
1: we're excessive
0: even better if i'm in a restaurant and there's a couple sitting next to me and they're having a fight like i'm sorry whoever i'm eating with (laughs) you might as well just go home like I'm like fully engaged in that true. conversation. It's true. Gabby has
1: difficulty tuning out a good drama. Like yeah. we're, when we're in public scenarios and there's something happening, she's gone.
0: Oh, I'm totally gone. And yeah. I make no apologies, honestly. It's no. like I live for that. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, so that's why we feel like at least if our even if our advice isn't the most hard hitting, um, we definitely feel qualified to be giving amateur advice. Yes, because we do it all the time. Yeah um anyway so numero uno Woo. who's reading this
1: i can read it okay so how do you guys always take insta worthy content and how can i teach someone else to take them like my boyfriend or my mom
0: one i'd like to say thank you for the compliment thank you we try really hard with our content we do so. we try to do weekly content shoots yeah which so. is new actually this can be part of our advice yeah I guess we can approach this from two angles. One of them would be like if you're also trying to like build a, p- a brand page. Yeah. And then if it, you're just like a gal wanting to post on her Instagram because we also do that on our personal accounts. Yeah. So um, I'll just interject one fun fact and then if you want to. Okay. If you have something to say. <laughs> um, One fun fact is that all of our Insta content is taken not all, but majority of it is taken by my boyfriend. Yeah. So, and he is not a photographer.
1: She's trained him so well.
0: Yeah. And it's been a breaking in process, but honestly, mm-hmm. um, it's a comp. It, Basically, what like we're trying to say is you
1: can get anyone in your yeah, life. Yeah, you anyone. Up to standard. And as long as you're the one who's taking them home and editing them and you like watch some YouTube videos, you learn about some basic editing hacks. Really, anyone could get that content
0: yeah honestly and like on my personal account if they're not taken by my boyfriend they're taken by my mom me too so um yeah.
1: fun digression like mm-hmm. half of our instagram content was taken on a photo shoot with a guy that i had only been on a few dates with but uh we asked him if he would do a full photo shoot with us it was the first time he met gabby and we stopped seeing each other like three days later but that's just to show you can really ask anyone and people are usually pretty excited to just be involved in a creative thing.
0: Honestly. Yeah. I think people think it's a lot more glamorous than it is. So yeah, you can check out our vlogs. Yeah, we do some behind the scenes. Excited. Sometimes they only stick around for one photo shoot. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, this is a lot of work and it's not that fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's like,
0: yeah, you can get anyone involved. Okay. Um. But as far as like, how do you start taking insworthy content if you don't have much experience? Like. I would give like I have a couple of tips one of them is like for you as a human like person is like try to get over yourself a little bit yeah like I understand I understand the embarrassment of being in public and you're like wait that wall is so cute but like I don't want anyone to see me and it's like I get that I, I get not wanting to stand out and maybe this isn't that unique to say but also you're never gonna see any of those people again So, like, if you want the pic, you want the pic. Like, it's true. You do just have to get over your public stage fright. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than walking away from somewhere that you know you're never going to be again and being like, wait, why didn't I just take a picture there? Yeah. Why not?
1: I fully, fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, even on road trips with, like... My mom, like, driving by and seeing, like, a field where I'm, like, I need a picture here. Being, like, mom, can we please just pull over into the side of the road? Yeah. And take a picture. Because, you know what? For the next five miles of your drive, you're just going to regret not you're doing it. On that.
0: Yeah. 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 And also, like, um, also kind of, well, basically what we both just said in a way, but I also used to be embarrassed of, of my
1: <laughs> Gabby, you I'm need to take uh, a deep uh, breath. Uh, uh. This whole episode has been you going. oh, uh, uh,
0: uh. Yeah. Sorry, flustered. Um I used to be embarrassed to ask my mom to do things like that because yeah honestly it's different. I don't think that very many no, I know that none of our parents really grew up in an age where seeking out like photo shoot spots for your for your own personal Instagram page was a thing Mm -hmm. that people did. Like personal
1: brands weren't a thing. Yeah, so
0: So you just took pictures like in front of monuments and stuff like that. So I used to feel kind of silly being like, wait, mom, will you take a picture of me over here? And then like telling her like, wait, can you not stand straight on? Can you go over there? And like, I'm going to look off into the distance, take a picture mm-hmm. when I'm looking away, not when I'm looking at you. Okay. I'm going to fake walk towards you. Like that's it true. It so gimmicky. That was
1: all really embarrassing. And at I would be start. like,
0: I felt like my mom would judge me, but also your mom just wants to be involved. Your mom loves you. It's true. She wants to be one of your gals. What so, I found personally is yeah. that my mom, I started
1: asking her to take pictures of me when i was 16 that's Mm -hmm. kind of when i started working on personal branding um but i remember i was in europe and all my pictures like weren't in front of monuments but we were in italy and i was like oh my gosh i love this bridge take a picture of this pink wall and she would roast me so much but then after she would be like Okay, well you take a picture of me and your grandma in front of it too, because she'd like see how good it looks. And I'm like, yeah, like now you don't need just one nice headshot so people know what you look like. You can have a new headshot every three days on your Instagram feed.
0: Yeah, and honestly, unless you're doing something incredibly dumb, most people walking by are gonna be like, Wait, she looks so cute. I
1: have one more (laughs) point about getting other people to take good pictures of you. Okay. Um, my next point is that you have to practice being bossy but not bitchy because one of my issues I feel like you and me wouldn't have the same issue here because you're definitely a more assertive person but it's true like you know what you like and you want what you want and you're comfortable telling people (laughs) that whereas I am definitely a pushover like I will just say oh it's fine whatever and I found like the way I broke that was really like doing photo shoots with models and like learning that at the end of the day if i go home and i don't like any of the pictures cuz i was too nice to tell the models that they were doing a bad job yeah then that's on me and that's going to be like my ass on the line and so i've learned that with like our personal brand stuff too like i used to just get one picture of myself from like my mom or a boyfriend or whatever and be like okay it's fine no don't worry about it but it goes back to the shy thing like you need yeah. to be able to be confident enough to say no i don't like it can you spend another 30 seconds taking my picture
0: yeah and honestly like i guess if we're I mean, that's good, like, for personal accounts, if you're just really, really just getting your mom to take an iPhone pic of you, you know, not being too subtle and, like, just dealing with it and then never posting it. Mm -hmm. But also, um, if you're... Doing your personal brand, we're very lucky that we're both creative people and we know a lot of creative people. Yeah, we have our own camera equipment. We know how to edit our photos. Mm-hmm. We don't really rely on anyone else besides just like clicking the shutter because we don't want to do self timer. Yeah. Um. But if you don't have any of those skills and you're hiring people, it's very important to be upfront about what you're looking for mm-hmm. in content and also in your photographer because, like for for us, we're kind of at the point in our careers where we only as a photographer because it's more of our side gig now we're doing a lot of other things yeah we probably wouldn't take a photography gig unless it was purely creative and they were like whatever you want to do I'm down
1: yeah or if it didn't like align with my aesthetic like if I couldn't put it on my portfolio
0: yeah yeah so well exactly that's what I'm saying like you want full creative direction yeah Um, and you
1: don't want to pair with a photographer like us if you have a very specific yeah and
0: so you you need to be like um just cautious about that and upfront. So, uh, if because I think a lot of people wouldn't be okay with like if I was on a shoot and someone was like, "I really don't like the way you're lighting this. I want something moody and like fisheye and something." I'd be yeah. like, I don't do that. Like, no. You're, I actually you're with like, the wrong person.
1: had that experience. Yeah, like four or five months ago, where I was yeah. doing a shoot and they said it would be a creative. And then when we were on set, I quickly realized that our aesthetics just didn't align, and I had to like have this split second decision. Where I was like, am I gonna just do my own thing and submit that to them? Or am I gonna just like sacrifice this, not use it on my portfolio? And that's what I did at the end of the day. But you never know. So it's really important to like.
0: And you also wanna look at people. Yeah, send them mood boards and really look at their portfolios too and see how they edit. Because yeah, I might know how to use Photoshop, Lightroom, whatever it is that you're editing on. But do I know how to edit something that's completely not my style? Like, no, I'd have to go learn about that because that's just not, like, where my Mm skill set is. So you're probably still not going to get what you want. So I'd say if you're looking to hire someone to do branding for you, that's very important. Make sure you
1: find someone whose aesthetic aligns with yours enough that it's the same as if you're, like, getting a tattoo. You don't want to go to an artist who has a completely different style than what you want and say, yeah do this yeah and they're
0: gonna be like what yeah I or if you know go to how. a
1: like italian restaurant like- but you're craving thai and you're like well <laughs> you're a chef you're really good at cooking so you can make me thai
0: <sighs> i'm dead i literally was about to be like make me thai food <laughs> Emma And and i have no. roommate telepathy guys <laughs> it's, it's true weird. we've been lately, having a lot of telepathy lately moments. like it's like it happens every day the last couple
1: weeks has been a little bit eerie yeah
0: um anyways so I think that pretty much yeah we covered a lot if you have any more specific questions yeah at this person you can message us we also have
1: a podcast or a podcast a photography podcast um talking about like the pros and cons of art school but I think we do tackle a lot of stuff around photography in general and working with photographers so if you are really interested in that you can check that episode out
0: yeah um, which actually kind of ties into our next question. Yeah, somebody asked us, um, if we are planning on making it as a photographer full time, mm-hmm. and if so, like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, that's a
1: loaded question.
0: yeah, th- there's a lot. Like, we could do a whole episode about that. but at this point in time, no, mm-hmm. don't plan on being photographers, either of us. Yeah, forever. we
1: plan on, I feel like both of us plan on using photography in everything mm-hmm. that we do yeah and using the skill set that we learned in school but we don't want to exclusively be photographers and I guess both of us don't want to work for other people yeah and being a photographer innately means working for other people yeah
0: because if you're not working corporate then you're working for clients,
1: client and yeah. like clients want what they want that's also difficult like
0: what we just said sometimes yeah. you end up working with people and they're like no 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 I hired you just as a body and a camera not yeah. as a creator yeah which is not the most fun
1: yes um, and neither of us want to be like in art galleries and like find yeah, art conceptual go to like a weird country and spend like six years documenting <laughs> the growth patterns of something you know like that's not our interest and so those are kind of the two areas where it goes
0: yeah and I guess maybe to I, I, we're not entirely qualified to answer this question of like, how do you make a living as a photographer? But I will attempt to answer that for you. Um, it's hard one, but Mm -hmm. if I don't know the the background of this question, they didn't really give us a lot of details, but if you are thinking like if you're in high school and you're thinking about going to school for photography, I would not discourage that. I definitely do not regret going to school for photography and learning that. I agree. Yeah. It's been a blast. I definitely mm-hmm. got a lot of just creative knowledge too. Yeah. I think, I think if, if you are an innately creative person and you know, you don't want to work like I a don't traditional know, job. Yeah. Then I would encourage you to do something. Yeah. And in like an art I have some advice also.
1: Yeah. My advice is that if you are an innately creative person and you plan on going into a creative field, um, whatever you're doing, try to take a lot of business classes and media classes just to be more well-rounded. Because I know our program is the most modern program in Canada for photography, which is why I chose it. And we still had next to no business training which I thought was a little bit crazy. But that just goes to show that you're probably not going to get business training from a lot of creative programs. And yeah. so I think that that's really important.
0: Well, I think one thing that I'd say in conjunction with that, maybe kind of like, I I also wouldn't advise you to go into a program like the school that we go to. There's a program called Creative Industries, which is advertised as, a creative program for people yeah. who don't want to be artists
1: yeah but
0: after knowing a lot of people that have gone through that program you don't get any time to be creative yeah and the reason that i'm personally happy that i've done an art program is mm-hmm. because it gave me time to explore creative projects that were completely something that i'd never get the chance to do again without having to be a starving artist mm-hmm. um through the projects that I was given in school. And I guess like as far as business, you can always go to freaking Humber College, mm-hmm. whatever community college. You can learn you're, by buying a few an books. Online you can course learn online course of like small business management, yeah. whatever it is. But I don't I think that unique time in your life when you're in college, you have no burdens. Like, yeah. To just make stuff and create. Just and, embrace it. And find it. out like what like inspires you. Yeah. You get that opportunity from an arts program whereas you wouldn't get it in a business program because you're so busy just doing accounting.
1: My last note about that is I agree. And I think that the balance is, um, what I noticed is that a lot of art schools are exclusively art, like OCAD in Toronto or Emily Carr in Vancouver. And there's a million of them. And the reason why I ended up not choosing those is because it really limits you to only the arts. Whereas we've had to take like, We've, you've taken feminist classes I've taken ethics Take, like, you've politics, taken philosophy
0: like yeah. and at the end of the day like Accounting. university you <laughs> want to be
1: well-rounded yeah and I don't know we kind of digress from the question but how to make a living as a photographer
0: look there's a million ways for everyone yeah. I think if you're if you're considering going to school for photography do it 100% yeah. if you just graduated you don't know what the hell to do Find some photographers that you look up to in your area. Reach out to them and see if they'll talk to you. I agree.
1: We do that a lot. I've had advice. coffee with a lot of photographers.
0: You have too. Yeah, because it's and very enlightening. I think you'll be surprised that like it can be intimidating to ask people, but fewer people ask than you think mm-hmm. because most people are intimidated. So the likelihood of them saying yes to grabbing coffee is pretty high, I think, because mm-hmm. people love to feel like they've accomplished something that yeah. somebody else also wants to accomplish and yeah. share their experiences.
1: I reached out to um a retoucher in Toronto yeah, who retouches all of the Kardashians Instagram pictures, hmm. which is such a specific thing. But literally, he does all of their Instagram pictures. And I thought it was so cool that he gets like these original files and stuff. I don't know, but he was so nice. I haven't met him yet. I should probably get on that. But it just goes to show, like you really never know until you reach out.
0: Yeah. All right. Next question. We have all of our questions projected on our TV, by the way. Yeah, that's why we're (laughs) looking. We're looking off into the distance.
1: (laughs) But, um, oh, this is a good one. This is digressing from work, and now it's more like oh, good, fun. How to deal with your boyfriend's gal pals? Whoa. We both have a lot of experience in this
0: (laughs) field. Yeah. I love talking about boys. Okay. Yeah. Who <laughs> wants to go first?
1: Um, I can go first. Okay. Go for it. Um, I think it's easier for me to talk about it because I'm not currently dating anyone. Okay. So it's easier to be like fully savage, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Oh, no.
0: I'll, I'm afraid <laughs> to okay. chew out. I have boyfriend.
1: some tea to share currently, actually. And it's that my first boyfriend of a year and a half, you all know who know us. Um, we broke up like just over a year ago. Um, he had a lot of girlfriends, which I was fine with and I wasn't controlling at all. His ex-girlfriend had been super crazy about it. So I made the effort to be like, whatever, have 50 girlfriends for all I care. Like go like stay at their house, sleep in their bed. I don't care. I was so cool about it. Sleep in their bed. Like, I don't know. Like he'd like drunken. literally he was like best friends with these girls. Mm. So I was totally fine with it. I was like, the most chill girlfriend ever and honestly I genuinely was fine with it um but uh we didn't I have like not thought about him in so long but then I found out he was at the same concert as us the other day so I like stalked his Instagram just to like see what was up like literally it's probably been six months since I've like thought of his name yeah and I think that he's dating one of the girls that was like his best friend that I was like the most concerned about at the time like, if there was concern, it was for this girl. And she blatantly would, like, talk shit about me and, like, say, like, he should break up with me all the time leading up to our breakup. And I think she was a factor in it. And now they're, like, posting pictures holding hands. And so a little bit of me was just, like, angry again. And I felt that original feeling.
0: Because it validates all your it concern before. All and of it, it. And it makes you wonder, like, What was going on before? Exactly. If anything, maybe nothing was, but and maybe nothing was. The hardest part.
1: I know. So my experience with guys having girlfriends is usually I'm super chill about it, and I've learned that you just need to brush it off because it's just not worth it. And if you don't trust them, then why are you in the relationship? Has always been kind of my mantra. Yeah, but then sometimes I have psycho girlfriend moments
0: where I'm like, "Who the fuck do you think you are? Look, okay, like." (laughs) This is the truth. Like, I think the feelings of jealousy are completely normal. Mm -hmm. I'm jealous of like Fortnite when my boyfriend's spending too much time Mm -hmm. with that, you know? But the the key is just how you act on it. So Mm -hmm. it's fine to be jealous of him hanging out with girls if he has a lot of girlfriends. I've no, like, my current boyfriend has a lot more girlfriends than my past one did. So I didn't really have to deal with it that much before. But definitely my current boyfriend has a lot of girls that he's been friends with over the years. And it's normal to feel like, oh, like I, you know, do I know this girl? Like, what are her intentions? Whatever. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I would say the best technique for myself to deal with it is just like, how would I feel like in the reverse scenario? Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go see one of my guy friends from high school that I know I have completely no feelings for. Nothing would ever happen would I want my boyfriend to inherently question my intentions by going to get coffee with one of my old friends? Yeah, Cause it's no. not about
1: the other person that you're talking to. It's about your relationship with that person. Yeah. It's about the
0: so it's just like, just get over it. If you want to sit in your room and like freak out for a second and be like, ah, I hate this. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah, go for it. But just compose yourself and be respectful of your partner Honestly, until you yeah. have a reason to like not. doubt that. And, I think the only time that that's been really hard for me. I've had a couple times where I don't know, like maybe this is a generalization. I think that guys definitely have the tendency to overlook girls with bad intentions. Like mm-hmm. I don't maybe you know, what? actually I take that back. I don't think that's just guys. I think that's girls too. Like definitely like if somebody's interested in you, that always feels good. Attention feels awesome yeah you're always going to just kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt if you're not also attracted to them mm-hmm. like if you just think that they're into you or something yeah it's kind of easy to be like no they're innocent like and it's I've fine. totally had
1: that before in relationships yeah. where I know one of my guy friends has a crush on me and I'm like mm-hmm. you kind of milk it because or better yet fun. when one of your boyfriend's friends has a crush on you I had that a lot in my first relationship
0: and it was the best feeling yeah. ever but I felt like an asshole so well like- the thing is it's like I think that I've had this scenario a couple of times where I'm like, I don't like that girl. That girl is into you. She's trying to get with you, mm-hmm. whatever. And my boyfriend just overlooks it, and which is fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. If nothing's happening with them, then nothing's happening with them mm-hmm. until usually the girl crosses a line.
1: And like asks him out or something. And then yeah, it's, like- and
0: it's like, I literally had <gasps> a girl tell my boyfriend that she was like, I don't care if you have a girlfriend, I'm a home wrecker anyways. I was like, get that girl out of your life. <laughs> this is my this is one of my ex boyfriends, so yeah. and I was like, like, like who do you think you are? Me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like until you have a reason to be mad, just don't be mad. And then at that point in time your boyfriend should be like smart enough to just get that girl out. And if mm-hmm. he's not and he continues to defend her then why are you with him? Yeah, then you need to have a serious hmm. talk and you need to go through his phone because <laughs> You don't know what's going on there. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just about the hardest thing for me is self-restraint. Um, I don't know <laughs> if this is I'm assuming this is going to be relevant for a few of our viewers. But OK, I'm a Virgo sun, but a Scorpio moon. So for the most part, I have my shit together. I'm pretty like, let's go. Let's be proactive. But like when it comes to really emotional things, I'm very hot and cold. That is always translated to my relationships, but it's a work in progress. Like even, sorry for this quick digression, but even when we started being roommates, Mm -hmm. you would give me advice and say, don't call this guy when you're mad. Like you're just going to be dramatic and then later regret it. Like, don't text this guy. Don't call him right now. You're too angry. And I'd be like, oh, that's really good advice. And then I would do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I've learned self-control and it was like the hardest thing I've ever learned in my life is learning to just not act on what I've. Like, I heard someone say this on Glee, I feel like, but okay. it really resonated no, with
0: me. you keep saying this. It was Khloe Kardashian. You're right. It was
1: Khloe Kardashian. And she said, I never make permanent decisions based off of non-permanent feelings. Temporary emotions. Temporary emotions. Yes. That has really resonated with me, and I've been working on that. And I think that that's really great advice to anyone who Honestly, is struggling. that's really
0: good advice.
1: Like, when she said that, I was like, it's the most simple thing, and I know I should have already thought of this, but I haven't. And so, yeah. thank you, Chloe.
0: Thanks. Even girl. though you're the most
1: annoying Kardashian, you give good advice sometimes. And I
0: don't necessarily think that you live by that rule. No, you never do. But it's a thought that counts. <laughs> All Anyways, right. so be nice to your boyfriend, be nice to his girlfriends, unless they're being rude yeah. and trying to get with your man. Then yeah. Get them out of there. Yeah. Sometimes boys are dumb Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. and they don't realize when girls are being crazy. Yeah, so ta- it's up to you, ladies. Especially
1: if they don't realize you're being crazy.
0: <laughs> Pull circle, baby. <laughs> All right. Pros do you want to um, the next one? Yeah. Next one is. Ooh. This is a long one. Okay. Hey, guys. So one of my closest and oldest friends has been going through a phase of doing reckless things. Um, brackets, sleeping around, doing drugs, etc. Ooh, I wonder what etc. can be. (laughs) T. Um, it's totally not like her in my opinion. But I don't want her to think that I'm annoying and not reach out to me anymore. So how do I help her sort her shit out? Okay, let me just break down this question a little bit. Mm -hmm. So by her saying I it's totally not like her in my opinion, but I don't want her to think that I'm annoying and not reach out I would assume that she's trying to say, like, I don't want to criticize her. Yeah. So you that don't she doesn't want to like be my friend. But I mom. also want to, like, yeah. help her because I feel like something's wrong.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're all on the same page.
0: I'm. We're going to answer this question as if that's what it's saying. Yes. If it's not, yeah. DMS.
1: Sorry. We could try to help you more if you yeah. give us more context. <laughs> but I feel like this is, like, a very – like, this happens to – a lot of people. Yeah. So I
0: feel like we've all been there. Yeah, with different friends. Yeah. Um. I have
1: a okay some brief digression. Okay, I'm digressing digress, so much today. Whoa. Who, who am I? Places. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I think what? that the first time I had a friend like this mm-hmm. was actually in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends. She lived like three blocks from me. And she had a dad who was a bouncer at a club every night of the week. And so a lot of the time she would come and sleep over at my house in elementary school and middle school. Okay, Which was actually like, like, it's weird looking back. But I'm assuming that affected a lot of her decisions. But she was like just super like a normal girl. And then in like the sixth, seventh grade, she started wearing like two push-up bras every day. And like, you know, when they wear a tank top and multiple bras, there's like six straps, but they think it looks cool. Yeah. And she was just like kind of became a hoe and I did not know how to react to it. And so at the time I was just like, I'm going to cut this because I am the least sexual person in my grade. <laughs> I was like just a little boy. And so I decided to cut that relationship out of my life. Okay. And I've regretted since like the seventh grade when I stopped being friends with her because then looking back at the rest of her life, I'm like, probably should have been a good friend, you know, because she could have used some more normal friends.
0: Uh, I see.
1: But that's my analogy. So that's why I would be leaning towards definitely try to stick it out with her and try to help her and don't just give up because if this is a person you care about, they'll probably go back onto the right track eventually. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that um, there's a few different ways that you can approach this. I think one of the first things that you have to do is try to identify like in your opinion if this is something that they're like a change they're making in their life because this is what they want to do like they see themselves being goth or not like whatever it is yeah sometimes people make life changes and they're like wait this is who I've always been on the inside now I just want to come into my own and change yeah i think at our phase in life a lot of people are doing that like as mm-hmm. you get out of your teen years as you're graduating people change a lot um if you think that it's like more of a cry for help then i guess that's where it it there's cause to be concerned but sometimes yeah. like you just have to decide like is your concern for her coming out of pain of losing the friendship that you want to yeah. once yeah Or is it out of concern that she's not okay? That's true. That's really
1: fair because a lot of the time you just drift apart from people and you want to get mad at them for not drifting in your direction. But there's nothing you can do, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then
1: sometimes, like in this case, it sounds like your friend's kind of a hot mess and they weren't always a hot mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, that's also how they put it in their words right that's true so you never you never really know so i think first just take a look at the scenario maybe talk about it with somebody who also knows that person yeah or knows the history of your relationship like your mom or like mm-hmm. someone who someone you like, can trust where
1: it yeah. doesn't feel like you're just talking shit about yeah. them because that'll you have to always assume that anytime you're talking about someone
0: it'll come back to them yeah so don't say anything that you'd regret to, yeah that they would could potentially hear
1: yeah. um
0: and first just try to work through your own emotions around it and mm-hmm. see That'll give you more clarity, I think, about what to do. That's smart. And from there on out, I guess, like, as far as if you really do think that something's wrong and you need to talk to her, be delicate. Like, maybe try to bring up something, like, if you think that she's sleeping around and Mm -hmm. it sounds like you have a really close friendship. Like, maybe just, like, ask about one of the guys. Just be like, oh, did you ever see that guy again? Like, something very casual, to to lead into 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 that conversation like definitely don't say oh so you're having sex with so many people yeah that's aggressive and that's just gonna cause them to shut down yeah I think the best thing to do is not act like you're okay with it or join in on something you're not comfortable in but if you just act very non-judgmental and just curious Mm -hmm. and want to know things
1: that's something you're really good at I found like Mm -hmm. around all of our different friends (laughs) You're good at like, I mean, when it's just the two of us, obviously, yeah. we'll, like, go off and be frustrated, <laughs> but it's, like, the same as the boyfriend-gal pals thing. Mm. It's, like, you can be angry in your own time, but then it's how you actually act in the moment that counts, and I feel like you've been really good oh, about that. You. I've caught you, and I'm, like, cool okay, mm.
0: okay. But because you don't, like, if they are important to you, you don't want to push them out of your life. Mm-hmm. That's just the opposite opposite of what you're trying to do yeah so yeah I'd say try to start the conversation just find things out and if everything seems fine and like they're being safe and they just want to explore their sexuality or explore substances yeah then like give them the room to do that and come back to you and go make some other friends like as you get older friendships change and if you're not getting what you need from that friendship anymore Mm -hmm. find some other ones and hopefully you'll still be able to keep that friendship
1: yeah i like the idea that like you can't be fully fulfilled by just like one person yeah that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure guaranteed to be disappointed like i don't think anyone should have just one best friend yeah or they should just have their boyfriend who's also their best friend you know like i feel like you should be getting things from a lot of different fields no nobody
0: can be everything for you and honestly like i i have friendships now that i at one point thought of ending. And then I just kind of realized, like, hey, maybe they're not the kind of person I see multiple times a week every week. Maybe they're the kind of person I see every three months. But if when I see them every th- three months, it's a good mm-hmm. experience, then in my mind, it's worth keeping that if it's not, like, so toxic that I need to get it out. Yeah. Um,
1: can I say a sad ending to my friend story from the sixth grade? Yeah. You can cut it out if it's too sad.
0: Nah, whatever. It's probably going to be okay. So
1: this is, I guess, my like horror story or like warning story Okay. on because I'm one of those people that has always just cut people out of my life the second they basically inconvenience me or I feel uncomfortable or I feel like there's going to be a confrontation. Okay. Which is why like I only have two or three friends that date back like more than five years. But that's something I'm working on. Um, But this girl in particular when we stopped being friends, like, I didn't really, like, stay in touch with her. Like, we went to the same schools, but we weren't really friends. And then last summer, um, I found out through Facebook that she overdosed on fentanyl. And oh, I felt wow. so guilty for so long because I was just like, wow, in the sixth grade, could have done something. And I know it's not on me, but it just goes to show, if your friend needs help, you could try to help them. But also, if you, like, find that that doesn't work then it doesn't work like you can't force
0: anyone to get better I mean every scenario is so different it's really hard because you also don't want to surround yourself with toxic people and Mm -hmm. allow allow like
1: because I've known some friends than
0: you receive because that is also like toxic I've known a lot
1: of people who do that yeah and actually my first boyfriend was one of those kind of people where he like wanted to help everyone in his life like if anyone ever needed anything he would like Take a three hour bus to see them to like help them with their homework, like he would drop everything for people, yeah, and like I'd never want to live my life like that, but also, I want to practice like finding a balance, you know,
0: yeah, it's a balance, help your sure. friends out, but yeah, not if
1: it's gonna like sacrifice your own, and you happiness. know I
0: just feel like the the best thing that you can do in majority of scenarios is just be honest, and like that obviously is like a cheesy thing to say, yeah, but like. It's, it's it's so hard it's, just, it's hard but yeah. it's true and I think that majority of the time like handling things in a mature way like mm-hmm. y- is just moving past how you would do things in high school and I, I mean it's so true young, though so I feel like we can still say that but like when I was in high school if I didn't want to be friends with someone anymore I would just stop talking to them yeah and then it's like they would be like wait I thought we were friends like why are you not talking to me anymore mm-hmm. or whatever and I would just be like I would never express my true feelings about mm-hmm. how something they did or something I heard that they did or whatever it was that made me not want to be their friend anymore. Yeah. I would never just be honest about that. I would I would be too afraid. And then, you know, at the point where you actually can be honest because they're, they've confronted you or whatever it is. Yeah. It's too late. Because I've you've even you've already hurt them. Yeah. I found yeah. that
1: like, especially in relationships too. Like it's yeah. so easy to like just be emotional but like having the ability to like step back and be like why do i feel this way yeah and every time like especially in my last relationship i was like the most honest i think and when i like would tell them why i was actually upset yeah it was so much better like one day i was really sad because this guy who i'd been seeing for like 2 months hadn't asked me to be his girlfriend and i wanted him to ask me to be his girlfriend and i had made lots of jokes about it and then he was like okay i'm leaving now and I was, like, crying, and he's like, why are you crying? Like, are you mad that I'm leaving? Like, and that would have just been a miscommunication, but then mm-hmm. I just told him, I was like, honestly, I know it's stupid, but I just want you to ask me to be your girlfriend, and it's so unnecessary, and I know that it doesn't matter. And then he instantly understood and was like, oh, if it's that important to you, like, okay, we're well, dating. Well, that's the
0: thing, and it's like, yeah. People like, are very understanding when you are tell the truth. People are very understanding, and honestly, even if their initial reaction is bad, at least you've given them full information. Mm-hmm. As to why whatever is happening is happening and you've you've given them the opportunity to reply to that. Whereas if you just cut them off and be like, whatever you say, it's not worth it, like I hate you now. They don't even get the chance. Yeah, how are they gonna even know they were doing something wrong? No one's a mind reader. No. That's the hardest thing I've learned. Yeah, coming of age. Like the human mind, like okay, I'm gonna give like kind of a silly analogy. But you know, when you get a song stuck in your head Mm -hmm. and you're like, How do I get the song out of my head? Like I just keep singing the chorus over and over again and i can't get it right and it's frustrating it's upsetting yeah. the only way to get the song out of your head one hack listen to the song start to finish you have to listen find to the, the song, entire it, song because your mind gets is caught trained, on things no your mind is trained to finish it wants a beginning and it wants an end mm-hmm. so if you have a chorus stuck in your head you're just going to keep singing it because your mind is trying to find the full story that's why shows always end on cliffhangers that's why like we yeah, need an end.
1: Wait, can I just finish Sorry. With my analogy?
0: I'm just trying to take over my analogy and she doesn't Sorry. know where I'm going with it. I don't. I do that a lot. Yeah. Um, anyways, the, people do that with gossip. People do that with their friendships with, with anything that they don't know the full story. They try yeah. to make a story in their head. And honestly, usually the story that they're making in their head is worse mm-hmm. than like if your boyfriend had left there like, mm-hmm. and you hadn't have been honest. Like he probably would have been like, on the streetcar going home being like wait wait she's so clingy she's mad because i'm leaving like i just have my mm-hmm. own life like i just need to do this like what the hell like why was she crying like she's too emotional like he would have just gone off in his yeah, head it's true yeah so usually just being honest at least they have full information like who knows what's gonna happen maybe you guys aren't meant to be friends but yeah yeah that was a long
1: that was a long answer but it was a long question
0: yeah and yeah and i think it's important yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think a good segue into that, I'm going to jump a couple questions, is what to do when someone opens up about a mental health struggle. Yeah. And I'm assuming takeaway. it's like a friend or family member, like someone close to you.
0: Yeah, this is pretty vague. Yeah. But I think that we both have um, good experiences and different experiences. With yeah,
1: this, so I agree. Relevant. Do you want to take her off? Uh, sure <laughs> the question not clothing
0: I framed that really weird oh no that's not even <laughs> where my mind went I was just like wait I need to think um when somebody opens up to you about a mental health struggle um I think the very first thing I would say is that you need to take care of yourself 1st mm-hmm this is the most important thing I think as somebody who has dealt with this and friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. i have never been in a relationship with somebody that hasn't had some kind of mental health struggle and i've entered these relationships at different points in their struggle like some people Mm -hmm. have developed it while i've been with them some people have come into the relationship having gone through through the worst of it in their past and they're dealing with the aftermath Mm -hmm. um friendships are obviously very different because usually you don't find those things out for a long time Mm -hmm. because you're less open than you would be in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. so I've had a lot of different experiences and I would say the times that I've dealt with it the best is when I've taken a step back and thought like how can I separate my own emotions from this Mm -hmm. because that's when you usually do end up doing things that you regret at least in my experience, is when I react based off of emotion and, like, almost, like, trying to defend myself or, like, make sure that, like, I'm not affected or I'm not responsible because it can be frightening when you're in a close relationship with somebody and they open up to you about something and sometimes you feel like it's all on you or, like, you're being criticized for something you've done, even if that's totally not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like self-centered, of course, because we all care about ourselves the most. So yeah, it's natural to go back to like, how is this affecting me? Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, if you need to like remove yourself from that conversation, like take in whatever they have to tell you. I would say don't do anything in the beginning. Like, go back talk to mm-hmm. somebody about it that you trust. Like, I used to talk to Emma about like my boyfriend. I was gonna say we had yeah. a really
1: interesting dynamic. I think especially because it was quite early on in our friendship like we weren't that close but we had the dynamic where we had both started dating new people and she was dating someone who was opening up to her about mental health problems and she was very like a level-headed person and I was dating someone who was very similar to her and was very level-headed and I was the one who was going through mental health problems and I think that that was really helpful I don't think I was in the place to really fully absorb all the Mm. context of our conversations but I think that it was helpful because I would see everything that she was upset about through the perspective of her boyfriend and she would see everything through the perspective of my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and so I think that was really helpful because it helped us get context and be like this isn't a stupid boy thing this is like a human thing
0: yeah definitely so I would talk to somebody that you feel like can give you insight whether it's just like Somebody that can help you sort out your own emotions or somebody that can help you understand what the person on the other side of it Mm -hmm. is going through.
1: It was actually nice that we weren't really close friends too because we weren't at the point where I was like, oh, like that's just a Gabby opinion, like whatever. Like I wasn't writing you off because you were just like, in my head, like I think we were still trying to kind of impress each other and be friends with each other. Yeah. And so I was like fully believing everything you said and like taking it in. But I think that that was like a good dynamic for us. Yeah as a digression.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I don't really have any like big things because this is so broad. I can't really relate it back to one specific experience, but like yeah. Definitely just sort out your own feelings and know that you're you're pretty much only there as a support system. Mhm. You're not there to solve anyone's problems. Mm-hmm. And also, I think like if somebody is trying to make you feel that way, like that you need to solve their problems or be their only support system Mm -hmm. then you need to maybe not be honest with them like if you think that it's going to trigger something but find somebody that you can confide in and find a way to sort that out because like if you feel like you can say it to the person directly then say it because it's obviously not fair for somebody to put that amount of pressure on you yeah and if you feel like you need to this is so
1: interesting because literally i was the opposite of like I was the person that did all these bad things that you're talking oh, about yeah. and so everything you say I'm like yeah that was me <laughs> well, no but it's true it's interesting like because we'll have the opposite perspective of like and yeah. now looking back like hindsight's 2020 well, honestly, and I can like, see this everything is something
0: that I I would have needed to hear this two years ago because yeah I'm the kind of person and I think I'm growing out of this more and more maybe not mm-hmm. growing out of it but like just evolving evolving yeah yeah um I will I want to fix everyone mm-hmm. like I just feel like everyone that I meet I like tell me all your problems I will f- I will help you I will fix you I want to take those things on yeah but then I end up being like disappointed and distraught and let down and drained because you also because, have
1: high standards and expectations
0: yeah well it's hard for me because like I said earlier I get so attached to things that I say to people and I and I feel like especially in relationships where we both care a lot about each other I'm like, I don't understand why I told you to do this and you're not doing it and your bad things just keep happening. And I feel like disrespected and drained and whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, no, you don't have to feel that way. You it's have to not reframe. But, it, yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't, and every, every situation is so different, but I just feel like if you know that the person is not going to therapy. If you if there's a way that you can encourage that, then encourage it. Yeah. Like it obviously every scenario is very different and delicate in its own yeah. way. So good I think advice some people who know more about what you're yeah with.
1: But yeah. Um I'm just perspective. yeah. I think that I've had like a very interesting journey with this because I've had people open up to me and I've also had to open up to a lot of people. Um check out my igtv on my personal account. <laughs> um I actually want to get rid of those, but you can't archive them, so they delete forever. And so Do you I have can't. them saved anywhere? No. Oh. And so they're just stuck there. But I just guess I have to own up to that. Um, but yeah, I had an interesting experience where I moved to college and started dating someone basically right once I moved. And like maybe minor little mental health things that had happened when I was like a teenager got like really amplified by just moving and, you know, like all the stuff, like not knowing anyone, yeah. not being around my support systems. And stuff where like it was easy to brush off like I would have a sad day or whatever um, suddenly got like really amplified. And since I wasn't with my mom, who would have usually been my support system, I was with my new boyfriend who was now going to be my support system. (laughs) And you can't ask a 20-year-old boy to be like your mom. And I think that's at the end of the day what I struggled most with, being on the other side of really leaning into that and being like, You need to be here for me. Every time something bad happens, I expect you to be here. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what ruined our relationship because he was like, No, I won't. Like, you need to figure it out. And he would like block my number and he would be like, No, like, I'll unblock you tomorrow morning, but you need to figure this out. And I wasn't in a place to be ready to deal with that. Um, But I think that he approached it like you said, like, he had a good approach for the most part, but I was just not. Ready to handle that approach. Um, and so mm-hmm. I would say if your friend is too dependent, you need to, like, if you can, like, call their parents because sometimes, like, we're all really young. Like, at the end of the day, if you're under the age of like 25, I think you're still a kid. Yeah. And then, the, like, if you can call your mom, you should call your mom. Um, but I would say, yeah, reach out to their parents or someone who has some sort of adult authority over them and be like, this is a situation that needs to be taken care of. Cause I think if it's at the point where your friend is not listening to you anymore, when they've reached out to you, you should do that. Cause I think that's one of my biggest regrets being on the other side that I had reached out to my roommates and to my boyfriend and even kind of to my mom. And no one had gotten me help when I like did cries for help, you know? And I know that you can't expect other people to, and like you said, like, it can bring other people down and you don't want to do that. Um, But I think that it's important to reach out because even if it ruins your friendship with that person, or even if they're mad at you or whatever, or if it's maybe even not as bad as you think it is, I think it's still worth like forcing them into getting help. Yeah. I mean, I think like it's a tricky situation, but I think like in my experience, no one did force me to get help and so I ended up being more of a burden on everyone than I needed to be
0: you know yeah I mean I I guess this is definitely um I mean completely dependent on how what kind of relationship you have with that person yeah I would say like if this is your um like significant other Mm -hmm. just do your best to ensure that that burden is not on you but yeah. not in a way like like this example you said of like blocking somebody's calls like yeah that's not the appropriate way like no if you need to draw the line you need to draw the line in a way that is productive not destructive yeah because I think like, drawing
1: the line when yeah. they're not in a bad mental state. Like if I was having a panic attack, that's not the time to be like, exactly. all right, it's time to
0: have a talk about this. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's like, no, you're on your own. Like do go, it at like, 2
1: PM, like over coffee in the park. Just and be like,
0: look, I, what happened last weekend. I can't do that again. Like yeah. I can't deal with that. And, and you're
1: like, obviously yeah. not okay. You need to, or even saying we can figure this out together, but even if it's your friend, just saying like, okay, we're going to figure this out yeah but we need to figure it out when you're not in that place so yeah. that you don't get to that place again, yeah,
0: and I'd also like to say like, look, this may be not maybe not the best thing to say, but it is completely okay to not like not this is gonna sound really mean, but like if you if you're not equipped to be in a relationship with somebody like that, you're not equipped, yeah, okay, and like that's fine. I'm not saying you should discriminate against people that have. Mental health struggles, but if you don't think that you can support somebody in that mm-hmm. way, isn't in a, in a way there's always going to be an element of support, and that's yeah guaranteed. Like when you're in a relationship, yes, you yeah. shouldn't be the only thing, but that's still part of your relationship. So if it gets to a point where that's too much, it's it's better to break it off than to continue to do more damage. Mm-hmm. Because and sometimes and it's we've just,
1: talked about everyone has different limits, like yeah, different things that yeah. they can handle. And I know for me, like, I couldn't handle someone with really bad mental health problems because I think that would be really triggering for me as a person who is not really struggling with my mental health anymore. Yeah. But I think that I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. And I've dated people where they're just in that slump and I've recognized that and been like, I don't think I can do this because it's just making me
0: upset. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. I agree
1: that it's fair, but there's definitely a good way and a bad way of going yeah, about like, it like
0: of course of yeah. course but I just like you shouldn't feel guilty and also if you decide that it is something that you want to be a part of but maybe it's something that you need help with like go to therapy yourself like yeah find I some, agree a support system for yourself it just kind of relates back to my earlier point but it's like it's a two-way street you yeah. all you all have to be
1: that's true especially if it's yeah. someone that you're like in love with or something or like one of your best friends like yeah you don't have to cut them out of your life just because it's inconvenient you know like there are ways you can yeah.
0: deal with yeah, her if, if it's an important relationship to you
1: so my ex and I were friends for a while post breakup but he recently cut me out of his life fully and it's been super hard like a second breakup it's weird because I'm so over him and have been dating other people so why does it suck so bad advice to deal that's the worst feeling in the world, I would like to say. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss because honestly, it's just annoying. It's annoying when you feel sad when you're not sad, Look, if that makes sense.
0: I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. It's probably everyone.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: <laughs> but I personally think that I will feel sad about every single one of my breakups for the rest of my life. Oh my god! I don't know. Like I swear to God, there's there's people that I haven't dated in ten, at least ten years. Mm-hmm. That's I that's like a child. I dated the when I was like eleven years old. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? There's people that I haven't like had feelings for in like a long, a number time. of years, not to mention even seen in yeah. person, multiple years. Mm-hmm. And I still like will wake up from a dream where they randomly appeared, and I'm like, oh. Like I don't know. It's like, true. Once you just form this emotional bond with somebody, like it can be really hard to break that. Like I'm not saying yeah. like, every person. Like yeah, there's a like couple people where I'm like yeah, glad I never have to see you what? again. Like yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's fine. Same, <laughs> but I just think like I don't know. Like
1: I agree. The scars I,
0: are still there.
1: I agree. Like how I was talking at the start of the episode, how I heard about my ex boyfriend maybe dating someone new, and I yeah. was like. Literally, I've been so sad about yeah. it for like the last like yeah. 12 hours, but not even like I don't like him anymore. I've been in love with people since him. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and all the time, like I'll see pictures of my exes and be
0: like, <gasps> yeah, no, It's just like, it's tough. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been in essentially the same scenario, more or less. But you were on the other side, right? No, I was on that side. Oh. Well, okay. Like the way that I'm interpreting this isn't basically through the lens of like my re- experience. Yeah. Where we broke up mm-hmm. and we said that we would remain friends. Like it was kind of like something that honestly we talked about a lot in the relationship uh-huh. because he had seen or we had both seen the way that like some of our other relationships had ended. And thought, like, that's sad. Like, it's sad that you spend so much time and emotion and whatever on a person mm-hmm. to just never talk to them again, never see them again, whatever it is. Yeah. And we were like, that's really sad. And we kind of both knew that, like, this wasn't the relationship that at some point there would be a breakup to deal with. Yeah. Um. And so maybe that's why we talked about it. But it was like we wanted to remain friends. Like, that was a goal that we had. Yeah. And even, like, the one of the very last like civil conversations that we had like Mm -hmm. that's the last thing he said to me was like I can't like we can't be friends right now but like that is something that I want Mm -hmm. so like let's give it time and like we will be at that place yeah and I was like yes of course like we will get there and then basically what happened was like we didn't talk for a long time and then I reached back out at a certain point and said like oh yeah it like, was like
1: his birthday and you were like yeah happy like a birthday like, is
0: like a good excuse to reach out to people so yeah. i was like and it was also a good time like i think it had been like six months since since we had broken up yeah so it was like hey like i just wanted to wish you a happy birthday like um what's what's new with you like there had been some things going on in his life when we broke up so yeah. i was like hey like what's going on with this like i wish you all the best um mm-hmm. like i'm open to being friends still let me know, like, what you think. Yeah. And he basically just like he answered, but he didn't like. It was very ag- cold. Acknowledge very that part. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, here's like a random list of updates. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Like, yeah. That's it. And so I kind of took that to mean like, okay, friendship like is a no. And then basically like that hurt, but also I kind of understood like, you know, everybody moves in their own time. Like what hurt mm-hmm. me and what was like a second breakup for me was he did some really mean things, which like I won't go into detail, but like he mm-hmm. basically made it extremely clear that not only did he not want to be in my life, but he had lost like all respect for me. So yeah, that which was is too bad. Um, second honestly, breakups are real though. Yeah, like the the most thing I'll say about this is that it's a reflection of them, not of you. Like yeah, maybe that's like. I I feel like everything I've said like that's cheesy to say but yeah honestly it's true because I think if they really can't be in your life that probably means that they still have feelings for you yeah and it's too painful for them to be friends with you Mm -hmm. and honestly maybe that I mean I know that like for me like this is something that I've had to like come to terms with like what were my true intentions of maintaining that friendship yeah was it to keep the attention And like keep feeling like they were hung up on you while you moved on with your life or because you really genuinely wanted to be their friend. Yeah. And I feel like more than often it's the first one. This is really hitting me home because I'm going through this right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted like him his world to revolve around me. And yeah, maybe that doesn't beat me in the best light to say, but I think that you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. It's human. Yeah.
1: I think that this is very interesting because i'm kind of going through this right now i'm a lot of talk and not a lot of game i think what's interesting i dated someone for like three months everyone probably knows that who follows the pod um we broke up i mean we i kind of knew that we weren't in the same place in our lives right now yeah. so it wasn't going to work out but also he was moving to another country that was a big deal breaker yeah um and then for the first like month or so after that I would text him all the time and be like I've changed my mind because I was the one that kind of ended it and I was like I changed my mind let's get back together and he'd be like no and I'd be like okay but I've changed my mind let's get back together and he'd be like no um and then we didn't talk for a while um but I think for me the issue or the reason why feels like a second breakup, kind of an ongoing, like I'm over it, but also I feel what this girl feels is because we talked about during our breakup, like, yeah, like we're just in different places right now. Our careers are taking us in different directions, but we're going to end up with each other someday. Yeah. And that was something that was very reoccurring. It was like one day in like five years, we're going to live in the same city and we're going to be together. Like we named our children. Like it was very whirlwind I guess yeah and I think that's what's made it so hard to move on from because I think that I want to be friends not because I really want to be friends with him but because I don't want to lose touch with this person who in my head still might be the person that I marry which is dumb because I know he's not but I've definitely idealized it but okay I'm gonna say
0: something that I don't I don't mean that this applies to this scenario. I don't. like.
1: <laughs> Gabby's about to roast me live. Guys, no. stay tuned.
0: <laughs> it's not a roast. I'm going to speak about my experience, which yeah. is, has some similarities. I'm not saying it, it's the same thing. Okay. Um. Okay. I did a very similar thing. The same relationship that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. At the end of their relationship. Saying that this is going... This is not the end. Yeah. And... What I would that's say a common about thing now. saying that, I generally think that on in relationships where that happens at the end, where mm-hmm. you're saying, like, this is not the end, like, this is just a break. I think that's just a way to console yourself. Yeah. And for me, at least, I knew that it it was the end. I didn't want to be with this person anymore, but it was a position where I didn't have a real reason for that. Yeah. My reason was just that I didn't want to, and that's really hard to tell someone and to have them understand. Mm-hmm. So I framed the breakup as like, I need time, but that doesn't mean that it's over because it yeah. made me feel better about ending the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so like, you might've been sitting happen. on the other end yeah. of like where you were, like thinking yeah. like that, that was authentic of me. Yeah. And that that was something I truly meant when really it was something that like I never saw happening. But I just needed to make myself feel less guilty.
1: Yeah. And I think that originally the annoying thing is I was you. And I was that person where I was like, yeah. But then the second, I think this is what our writer in really feels is just you didn't win. And I think that's what I struggle with the most is that I broke up with him. I said, One day we'll get back together and we were going to get back together on my terms if we were. Whereas when he decided, no, I don't want to get back together with you. No, like I'm leaving. No, this, no, that Mm -hmm. it really just felt like, wait, I've lost. And there's still a part of me that's like more annoyed that like I didn't win the breakup now. Yeah. Which is, again, just like a stupid petty thing, but it's like a human thing to feel. Oh, I feel like. But the more you recognize it, the easier it is to get over it. Literally
0: every breakup. If it doesn't happen to you, then you're very mature and I really yeah. respect you. Even but-
1: like a job that you hate, you'd rather yeah. quit than be fired, even though you hate yeah. it. Like- yeah. <laughs> Nobody
0: wants to go through the rejection. No. And uh, this is why I really think that it's always better to whatever you have to do, just Do not text that person. Mm -hmm. Do not reach out. If you don't want to feel like you've lost, don't ever reach out to them
1: again. Honestly, that's my biggest struggle. That's my
0: technique. My technique is drop off the face of the earth. Okay,
1: Gabby is actually so good at that. It's insane how good she is at self-control. And that's honestly the thing I've learned the most of in the last year because I'm the kind of person where... I text people incessantly. I will text them and be like you have to text me the words I am not in love with you anymore. I'm like, "Nope, that's not
0: enough. You have to call me and say I am not in love with you." They'll do that and then she'll come into the living. she'll come out of her room and she'll be like, "They don't love." Me and no I'm like shocked. Even though I forced
1: them to say that. something horribly mean to me to yeah. like make me feel better. Yeah. No, I'm the worst at that. I'm like the perfect example of what not to do in these situations. Look, I feel like
0: both of us gradually have been like maturing and like we've been coming to a medium we we came from like different directions and we're slowly coming back towards like (laughs) the progressive road of life like this is where you want to be we were over here yeah gabby's the extreme like because honestly i used to be like crazy like okay I'm pretty. I'm pretty manip- good at manipulating people. And yeah, <laughs> that sounds a little bit wacko. But honestly, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm. I'm pretty emotionally aware, so I guess I mm-hmm. understand how my emotions work, and then how can I, how I can manipulate other people, which mm-hmm. I don't practice anymore. Like yeah. I. But I used to. Yeah. And honestly, I could go a full like five days ghosting my significant other like if I was mad and said I'm not going to talk to you I'm like no I'm really not going to talk to you. Oh my god you. that's so insane to I don't me know, because but, I can't it's go like, five honestly, minutes. I don't think you should do that to people okay yeah. I do not condone.
1: <laughs> and the polar opposite is I literally... Try not to practice this anymore, but like if I was angry at someone, I couldn't go 30 seconds. I would call them on repeat until they answer. I would text them on repeat. And it was excessive because then yeah. there was nothing productive coming out of that conversation besides me crying and being angry. Yeah. In so, in the same
0: way as there was nothing productive about me ghosting them and ghosting The appropriate like-
1: compromise is like, Maybe Garbage. sleep on it and then wake up the next day and have a mature conversation. <laughs> Honest, It's always the most logical things that are the hardest to do and the easiest to forget about, you know?
0: Yeah, I heard somebody say one time in a podcast, actually, that the right answer is usually the hardest one. Yeah. And you know what? That can go both ways because, like, you know, sometimes what you think is, like, the hardest one, like, like saying yes to a photography job that you don't want to do. Saying no is actually harder because you know that you don't want to do it. And saying yes, maybe it doesn't like feel good to say yes, but at least you don't feel guilty and you don't have to deal with confrontation. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's really think about that. Like, what is the better thing to do right now? What is the harder thing to do?
1: Yeah. Like even going back to like the friend one where it's like how to get your friend help. It's like the easier thing to do is just kind of listen to them, brush it off go about your day and the harder yeah. thing to do is like sit down and plan the shit yeah like and, analyze like,
0: and things call so. their friend
1: or call their mom and like try to figure out what the best way to go about it yeah. is like that's way more time consuming and probably emotionally draining but
0: yeah so just i would say the answer to all of your questions ever yeah is um take a breath take some time to think and uh then address it from there it's usually the
1: thing that <laughs> slow down a little the bit the emotional self-awareness and self-control. Yeah. And that you don't want to do the most. It's yeah. usually the
0: right thing. In to do. the wise wise words of Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> said no one ever. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> it's true though. Um don't make permanent decisions off of temporary emotions. Chloe uh, Kardashian. Honestly, that's it. I don't know who actually said that. Maybe we should google them. It's probably them. someone
1: legit, but we're going to say Chloe Kardashian for now. <laughs>
0: that's where we heard it. <laughs> yeah. So for everyone who ever said uh, keeping up with Kardashians is trash TV. Look how far it's brought Emma. We've, I've come so far. You guys don't even know. We you learn guys, a lot.
1: You guys don't even know how far I've come.
0: Anyhow. Okay. <laughs> thanks Chloe. Um, our episode, it's been a long one. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much. We, we hope you learned
1: something. Yeah. We'll see you guys on our Sunday weekly vlog. If you guys are on the YouTube yeah
0: next wednesday
1: for the pod go watch this week's vlog yeah stay it was tuned a good for next week
0: and um don't forget to rate review subscribe if you're on the pod subscribe like comment hit that bell notification button so you never miss an episode honestly we upload two times a week so if you miss one week you're like really behind Yeah. So you should just hit the notification bell so you can see it right away and never be behind.
1: Thank you guys so much. We have one year till we graduate. This is, we have a one year limit
0: to try to glow up our channel. It's not one year, it's like eight months.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we have eight months to glow up our channel enough that we don't have to get real jobs. Woo! Woo! We want to do what we love. Donate us money. Please support us. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.